Hey, thanks for listening to Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast. Don't forget to give it a like, give it a share, and follow the podcast to hear more episodes. What is up, everybody? It is Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebs. In my job, I have the, I guess you could say, opportunity to talk to people all over the world. So I've talked to people from East Coast, West Coast, Australia, New Zealand, Spain, Italy, UK, France, Germany, Belgium, Switzerland, Austria, Dubai. Just I've talked to people from every single continent. I mean, minus Antarctica. Talked to people from South America, North America, just all of them. And though the pool of people from a specific area is pretty small that I've talked to, for example, I've only ever talked to one well, I guess their team, but like one team of people from Morocco, for example. I've talked to a handful of teams of people from Dubai. I've talked to a handful of teams of people from Ireland, right? My sample size from each area isn't that big, but I've talked to a broader scope of people than I would say the average person has talked to i mean let's just take like even within my company developers aren't talking to all these people the salespeople are so you know salespeople have talked to a wide swath of people but the developers aren't you know my my department vp isn't talking to as many people as i'm talking to outside the organization i mean that might not be an an exactly accurate statement but on the other hand it is so Even my dad, like, let's take my dad. He works for the federal government. He's had a career far longer than I've had a career. Uh, He's talked to people all across America, but very rarely is he talking to a bunch of people from Dubai or from Australia or from New Zealand. Like, my job just puts me in a unique position where I'm talking to people from all over the world. Now, we are talking strictly business, I'm not really forming an intimate by any degree relationship with any of these people. It is strictly like, hey, here's our software. Here's how you can set it up. Yeah, there's the occasional like small talk, a little bit of, you know, oh, how's the weather over there? Oh, it's great. You know, oh, how's your country handling the whole pandemic? Oh, we've got this going on and that going on. Oh, yeah, you know, I was at this place at this time and I did X, Y, Z or, oh, yeah, I got a friend that did, you know, ABC at this place. Oh yeah, you know, I know that. Occasionally that happens, but at the end of it, it is a very thin scope of what we talk about. So I have a thin scope of a sample size from a lot of different areas and then a very thin scope of what we actually talk about. So it's not like I'm any sort of cultural expert. I wouldn't be able to go to Dubai and say, ah, you know, here are some of the customs that you might see. Here are some places that we could go. Oh, yeah, I know these people that work at this place. Not that I have an inn and will get free food, but, you know, this is somebody that I've worked with. Yeah, let's go to this place. I wouldn't be able to do any of that. What I find really interesting, though, is just the interactions that I've had. Because at the end of the day, I have communicated with a lot more people And communication, whether we're talking about strictly the software or we're talking about, you know, fun trips we've been on or, 
you know, I'm talking to my friends about personal issues and we're having, you know, an, a sympathy session, communication at the end of the day, a lot goes into it. And anytime you're relaying information, like you're communicating through text, email, on the phone, on a video call, you know, I haven't talked to any of these people in person. So, you know, that even thins it down, but it's really interesting to be able to communicate with so many different people. And it's really interesting to see like what sticks and what doesn't stick with certain individuals. Most recent example, just today, I was talking to a guy that is from Connecticut. He owns a couple of ice cream shops and he's looking to expand and franchise them. So he comes to our software saying, hey, you know, you guys can get everything that I need all in one place and it's scalable and I can have consistency among all of the all the stores I own and then all the franchisees that will be owning their own stores as well. And so you have this business owner, a small business, but doing well enough that he can franchise out the concept. Fantastic. Making strides in his career, making strides in his business and expanding that. And when he's talking to me, you know, when I'm communicating with him, he's a very mild-mannered man. Just, I wouldn't say timid, but more on the quiet end, you know, doesn't doesn't show much range of emotion. It's like, oh yeah, you know, that'll be nice. Yes, that'll work. That's great. I like that. Oh, can it do X, Y, Z? Oh, how a, a very reserved individual, I would say. And I, I'm I'm a kind of boisterous guy. I, I put a lot of emotion and flair behind the things I do and say. And so when I'm communicating with him, I, I, I got to be able to match that level. Because my job, first and foremost, is to make sure he understands this product and he's going to get the success and value out of it that he needs. So I've got to be able to cater the way I teach this and the way I explain it to just the signals I'm getting from that guy. Conversely... I was talking to a lady yesterday and we were making jokes and we were laughing and we would get off topic while one of us was looking up something or doing something. And, you know, we would, we went on about this subject and that subject. And there was a lot more energy and liveliness in the conversation. Now I would say both calls went incredibly well. I would say both clients are have a better understanding of the product. I would say both clients have a clear direction of what they need to do and the direction they need to go. But it's so interesting to me that even though I'm teaching the same exact thing, it can be so different from person to person. Different people will grasp on to different things. And it does take a skill to be able to identify that in people and be able to play to, you know, how they want to learn and how they want to go about having these conversations and discuss and discuss. And I feel like I have a, I wouldn't say wholly unique, but I, I, I would feel like that I have the ability to identify that in people and match it better than most. I think it's one of the strengths that I have, which leads me to be halfway decent at my job. And sure, it might not be a skill that everybody has. And there are skills that my team members probably have than, that I don't, but I'm so grateful that I can talk to so many people because I get, I get to learn a lot, even though I'm the one teaching this product. Like I get to learn new things. Like I've seen, I work with small businesses. 
I've seen a lot of the struggles small businesses go through, or maybe not directly seen, but at least had a firsthand retelling of the struggles a lot of businesses go through. I've seen people completely smash our product out of the park, get a ton of value out of it. It turned their business around. They're doing fantastic. They love it. They're getting a ton of results. I've seen other people just completely crash and burn with it. I've had people that have been like, Jason, you are the greatest blessing that I've ever had in, in my recent business, you know, uh, in my recent business happenings. Like working with you has been so fantastic. It's made things so great. I've had other people that have been like, Jason, working with you has been one of the most miserable things I've experienced. I've had people, you know, request to work with another, you know, my role is called a customer success manager, CSM. I've had people request to work with another one. They're like, things just aren't working with Jason. I need somebody else. I've had other people you know, they request, they were working with another person, they requested a change and they've come to me and they're, they've been like, oh my gosh, it's a night and day difference. We're getting what we need to get done, done. And you know, the people that left me to other people, I've heard that they had great success with that other person, right? So it's so interesting to me that through all these different interactions from all these people across the world that granted the thing they have in common is a small business but just so many different businesses and so many different places, so many different concepts, so many different goals, aspirations, values, metrics of success, that it can range so drastically. And that that's the thing, you know, when you're communicating with anybody in any circumstance, like we're all unique, but you got to be able to cater. Or at least you'll find the most success if you can cater to how that person ticks. I'm st- I I still am learning and growing and I'm not perfect at it. I don't I don't mean to say all of this to be like, man, I do so good at my job and I'm I'm doing great and look at all the experience that I have and you know, oh, if you ever need to know what it's like to talk to all these different people and make them tick, like come to me. I'm not saying that because there are plenty of times where I go to my superiors and I'm like, I need help. I have no clue how I'm going to go about this. But I was talking to this guy today, the one I was mentioning where he was just very timid. And we I, I do screen sharing. So we're on Zoom. And I don't share my camcorder. Like, I don't share my camera. So they can't see me. All they see is the Jolt logo next to my name. And they hear my voice. So I dissociate myself a little bit to them. And a lot of them will have their camera on. So I know what they look like. I can read their body language as we're going through this. Most of them don't, but some of them do. So this guy had his camera on and I was looking at his body language as he went throughout this. And I was like, man, you're so reserved in just the way you speak and talk and go about things that I am honestly having a hard time recognizing if what I'm doing, what I'm showing is resonating with you. Now, at the end of the call, he was like, yeah, cool. Everything's great. I think I know where to go. Like, let's take, give me two weeks. Let me try this out. I feel good about it. So he gave me that response. He did generally seem like upbeat and happy, but it's like, it just got me thinking like, man, I've been doing this for two years. I've been teaching the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. And I can still have just such a curveball thrown at me. It's the same stuff. 
over and over. Some people just get it. Some people just don't. I could teach this with my eyes closed, not even looking at the screen. I could navigate somebody where they could click through. I know the order everything goes in. And I could walk through somebody through the entire setup with my eyes closed. Them not seeing the platform at all. I could do that. I've just been using our product every day for two years. I kind of understand how it works. And still, it's crazy to me that people will throw me a curveball. Where I'm like, either we're on a completely different page or either... What you're giving back to me is just not like something's not clicking here. And the interesting thing I found is it's not region specific. So, you know, in the beginning I was talking like, yeah, I've talked to people all across the world. At my old job, there was definitely demographics that were harder to work with than others. There were definitely regions of the world. Well, we only had American clients. But there were definitely regions of America that were harder to work with than others. It was mostly a demographic thing. Here, at my current job, I've talked to a guy in Switzerland where I obviously don't speak Swiss. Swedish. No, that's Sweden. Swiss. Right. Swiss would be the language. I don't speak his native language. He could speak English well enough that we could communicate, but there was definitely language barriers there and we got things set up good to go ready to run rocking it he's doing well and i've talked to people in america with a concept that matches a concept i've set up thousands of times and it has been like pulling teeth i've talked to people in certain parts of the world that are incredibly nice i've talked to people in that same part of the world that are just incredibly rude I've talked to, you know, a small independent restaurant where they're very understanding and, you know, they're trying to just get something set up and we work well together. And I've talked to people where it's like every little thing they wanted to argue and they had a complaint about X and Y and Z. And it almost got to a point where I'm like, why on God's green earth are we doing this if every time we talk, you get pissed off? I've had the gambit. So yeah, I've talked to people all over the world. Oftentimes, well, I'm not going to say that. I think it's just a numbers game where I have far more American clients than I do international clients. But I was about to say oftentimes the international ones work better. And then I thought of some very specific examples where, oh no, those international clients were just as bad. But even through talking to people with almost broken English, where there was definitely a culture gap, a slight language gap, them learning a brand new software, talking to an American guy, paying a lot of money in their currency, and we get through it. And then Joe, throwing out a random name, that's down the street from me, just cannot wrap their head around anything I'm saying. It's so interesting to me, just the range of what happens. And I've learned where my last job, there were certain demographics where if I knew I was about to talk to that, I knew it was going to be bad. And almost always I was right. At this job, I really have no clue 
what's going to happen. I find that so interesting. I find that so incredibly interesting because at my current job, I have talked to plenty of people of that specific demographic and it's gone swimmingly. It's gone swimmingly. I don't know what it is. Now, granted, my last job, I was dealing with utility bills and people having to pay their utility bills and claiming there's no way in hell they used that many utilities and griping about the utility prices where at this job, I'm like, hey, you know, how can we streamline your business to make it more efficient so they're a lot more willing to talk to me and they're paying for a software that they willingly signed up for. So it's kind of an apples to oranges comparison. But at the end of the day, it's I developed maybe not the best predisposition about a certain demographic of people that was in no ways healthy that didn't help me that didn't help them where I probably ran into a few too many bad examples and that's on me but at this job you know luckily I've had plenty of experiences to dispel that thought and now I'm like look I could talk from anybody across the world and not that it's a complete toss-up whether it'll go well or not but because for the most part it goes pretty well I'm pretty decent at communicating with people, teaching them the system, just understanding what they need and helping them out. At the end of the day, it's a pretty similar thing I do with every single client. But, you know, who knows who's going to get set off, what's going to set them off, if they're going to get set off. I don't know. It's a much more mixed bag. It's a much different mixed bag. One thing that I'm going to say that sounds so incredibly selfish, but I've been doing this job for two years. I've talked to thousands of people. Our software works. I fully believe in the software that my company is making. If I change jobs and work for a different company, I'm always going to think back to this company and be like, yeah, they're making a product that I can get behind because it works. I've seen it work. I've helped people set it up to work. And I have a higher success rate than I have failure rate and getting people to make our product work. So when people come to me and they're like, your product's too confusing and it doesn't work, you know, of course I'm like, hey, I apologize. Are there any lingering questions? Would you like to do more training? You know, is there something, is there specific feedback? We would love to hear your feedback on ways we can improve. I do that whole customer success spiel, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking then that's on you. That is on you for doing one of a one or more of a couple of things. Either you didn't listen to me, you didn't give it enough time and attention, or you're a bad manager. Like you are bad at managing your team, at managing your store. There, sure, I will admit there have been times where it's been on my end. I will admit that, but that is way more rare than one of those three things. Either they didn't listen to me. Uh, they're not giving it the time and attention that it actually needs, or they're just a bad manager. That's more common than me completely dropping the ball on something. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have made mistakes. I have been the reason people have failed at our product before. I will admit that holistically. There are times where I've gotten a bit stern and bullheaded that I just was way too blunt with people and didn't like try and work things out and just like, completely dropped and been like, Hey, that's on you. Good luck. Have fun. I'm not dealing with it there. I've dropped the ball. I have more often than not, more often than not. If somebody fails, it's just one of those three things. 
And when the sales reps, so what happens is the sales rep sells an account and then we have what's called a kickoff call. And the sales rep, they probably say this for every customer success manager that they're handing an account off to, but you know, this, this is what the sales rep says. Like, Hey, Jason has helped onboard probably thousands of clients at this point. He's been working here for years. He's a great asset. He really knows Joel, like utilize him. He'll be a great help. Now they're probably saying that just to make the customer feel more comfortable, but it's true. Like, let me talk about, let me talk a little more specific. I ended up with a lot of car wash customers. I was working with a lot of car washes. I've helped onboard a lot of car washes, get them set up, get them running. I like working with car washes. They're pretty straightforward. It's a pretty plug and play system. Most car washes need the exact same things. Car washes aren't that complicated, especially if they're like those automated ones where the driver drives up and then it automatically takes them through the tunnel. That's how most car washes are these days. It is not terribly difficult to get a car wash set up on our software. Our software works great for car washes. And there are, there's one car wash in particular that's a customer of ours that raves about us. Absolutely raves about us. On Facebook, at car wash conventions, this one guy is like probably the reason we have most of our car washes that have signed up. I've worked with this guy. Like I didn't set up his original account, but I've talked to him since. He's like, his account still isn't my account. It's in somebody else's name. But he is proof that it works incredibly well. He is proof and he will speak it for himself that he would recommend Joel to any sort of car wash and it will change their business. Not my words, his. So I've had a lot of people say, oh, I talked to this guy. He recommended on Facebook or we were at this car wash convention. He recommended me to your software. I would like to replicate what he's doing. And I'm like, great. Here's his stuff. Because he's like, hey, anybody can have my stuff. Anybody. Because it works. It'll change their business. And I'm like, sweet. Here's his stuff. Cool. Let's get it in. For the most part, they get set up. They get going. It's fantastic. Somehow, there are people that come back to me that say it doesn't work. The system doesn't do what I need it to do. I don't like I don't like the software. It's too complicated. And I'm baffled. I'm baffled because I know for a fact it does work. I've helped hundreds of car washes in my day get set up. I know it's easy to set up because you are taking somebody else's content and system and we're just going from there. They're using it and it's working for them. It's not complicated because we're not building anything from scratch. Like we're taking pre-built stuff. It's plug and play. Oh, my staff just doesn't want to use it. That's up to you as a manager to get it done. Like, sure, this last couple minutes sounds like me stroking my ego. I sound so incredibly vain. Like I'm a god among men. I can't be topped. I am the number one person in the world. And if it's your, if you're having a problem, it's your fault. I know what it sounds like, but it's kind of true. I would dare to say I am an expert at our software. No, I don't dare to say it. I will boldly claim that. 
I have the experience. You just got to listen to me. We'll get it set up. I will answer any question you have. I will do I will do a bit of the work for you. Yet, I still get curveballs where people come back to me and they're like, this has been an awful experience. I don't want to use it anymore. And at the end of the day, I have to be like, look, it's your choice. It's your money. It's your business. I do. I know you can find success with other softwares or other platforms or other way of ways of doing it. Yes, I know you can. I've seen people leave our platform for other platforms and still find success. And it's just working out better for them. I've seen it happen, but that's on you. That's ultimately on you. If you got the success out of this software you signed up for. And again, I've worked with people around the world. Like it's not a specific demographic of people. It's, it's just like a curveball. Even within some organizations, I've talked to some people that have just had a miserable time and they just hand it off to somebody else. And like within a week, things are up and running within the same exact organization. It's, it's strange at times. It's fascinating at other times. It's really a blessing that I get to do what I get to do for work. And sometimes it's just like miserable. It's like we're getting dragged across the pavement to get anything done. It's been my fault. It's been the customer's fault. The customer's made mistakes. I've made mistakes. But I still enjoy being able to communicate and interact with people like all across the world. I find that incredibly neat that I get to do that. You know, I, I learn little bits of different things here and there. At the end of the day, like it's still a job I'm doing, but I'm glad I like I'm glad I get the experience of talking to so many different people and just honing honing an ability to communicate with people that I think I have an above average, a well above average ability to do so. I don't know what the whole point of this episode was. I just was thinking about this guy I was talking to and I was like, man, you are interesting to talk to because you're so reserved. And I never quite know, like, if I'm resonating with you, especially compared to yesterday where I was laughing with this lady and we were telling jokes and we were resonating and everything was going well. And just two opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of like levels of engagement, I just found interesting. And both were East Coasters. So... That's going to end it for this episode of Tub Socks, the Prometheus podcast. I'm going to stop rambling on about nothing in particular. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check out my website, jasontebs.com. Um, and my brother-in-law, I think it's the Dylan Heath Baseball Podcast, just did the first episode of his podcast. He's still trying to kind of figure out what he wants to do with it. Scott, at the time of recording this one episode, he's released... Sorry about that. I dropped my ring. Um, so, you know, maybe give that a listen. Uh, I, I'm excited for him to try that out, uh, expand it and grow it. And I would imagine at some point him and I either collaborate on my podcast or his podcast, likely both. Uh, not that I'm like the biggest baseball fan, but I've got enough opinions about enough things that I could I could talk a couple hours baseball about just things I find either ridiculous or interesting about the sport. Um, thanks so much for listening. Twitter, Pummelhead. Uh, what other things can I plug? Just, just go to the website, jasontebs.com. Peace out. Love you. Catch you in the next one.